0: But it was this hypothetical prank, and I don't know where this originated, but it's something that when I think about it and I tell the story to those of us who worked at that place, they think it's very funny. And sometimes I can't even say it without losing my shit laughing. So I was telling Johnny this at a coffee shop, He lost it. Absolutely lost it. Quiet coffee shop. And then I lost it. Tears falling down the face. And then I brought it up. I'll I'll say what it is. But then when me, Johnny, and Jonathan saw each other a couple days later, I said, Johnny, should I tell Jonathan about this hypothetical really good prank? And before I even said it, Johnny lost it again. The entire restaurant looked and it was, like, that laughter that makes other people laugh. Like, everyone was like, what is going on at table four? So think of the, the lobby of where we worked in the bathroom. What was,
1: what was the restaurant? I'd like some context here.
0: It was just a place in Logan Square. Okay. All right. And so the, the lobby where we used to work, the three bathrooms in that main lobby, Picture the layers of humor if you replace all of the Febreze cans with air horns. And then just layer by layer, one you hear a and then you have the person who did it. So you know they shit. You know that they just scared themselves from doing an air horn. You know that they're now going to wait in the bathroom to figure out like when the hell to walk out of the bathroom you're going to have all of the engineers sitting in the first floor who now heard it and know that whoever walked out just pooped it. There's so many layers of comedy.
1: I didn't, I didn't, I was like, you're over. don't, don't hype so much before yeah. you tell a joke. <laughs> Completely. Egg on my face. Hilarious. That is hilarious. I'm so mad that nobody ever did that. That would have been so good.
0: It is in the general, funniest thing I can think of ever happening in the world, ever.
1: Replacing an air horn, like an air freshener with an air horn at all, is funny. Because like, <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, you know, I mean, I have I have two dogs in the house, and sometimes it gets rainy, and I don't care that they're on the furniture. And Tiff just sprays the furniture with, like, a scented something or another. Just for her to, like, go to the couch and just... <laughs> but it's
0: like that... It, the best part about an air horn is it's, like, that quick, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's not even, like, the long sound. It's just that quick thing, and the heart rate. Can you imagine your heart rate? Oh, God.
2: <laughs> Probably would have killed someone, but...
0: I don't want to be around anymore. So, uh, welcome to Splatterbrains, the podcast... I don't know if this was a good transition. The podcast about horror things and other stuff. The only one. I'm, I'm Nikki, and that's...
1: Alex. I am Alex.
0: And that's... Oh, he's chewing. And that's there's Brad. a dog. Jesus. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> that's what I deal with. Please leave that in. Because I, I think it just...
0: That's Brad et al. So, fellas, this episode, I believe, will be released on the spookiest Friday the 13th of all of the Friday the 13th, which is the October one right
1: that is correct that (laughs) is correct we just got to incorporate that into every episode now (laughs)
0: yeah me too um so for for this week brad do you want to tell us what i don't know yeah brad was it you who who came up with this fun it was alex it was the other brad the other brad
1: (laughs) I, i pulled a lazy although this is something that can change from year to year and i wanted to talk about Five movies that we prefer or want to watch during the Halloween season. I'm not talking about your watch a horror movie every day for you know, 30 days or whatever it is people do. Just name five movies or your top five movies that, because it's Halloween, you will you want to watch them as opposed to other movies. And uh, that, was, that was all my inspiration. Because there's a couple that every year I'm just like, this is when I do it. And I do it every time. Great.
0: I, okay, I actually, for as straightforward of a topic as this was, like pick five movies for the Halloween season, there's a lot of different ways to interpret it. And because we are who we are, I assume I'm not the only one who did this. I made two different lists. So I, I had 10 movies. I
1: was going to tell you uh, to interpret it however you wanted to. And I am going to, I was going to just like be like, what's my fifth? What's your fifth? What's Brad's fifth? But we don't have to do that. Um, But I don't have two lists. I had a hard time coming up with five, which is fucking weird. Um, I almost think
0: I don't the roundabout because I didn't order mine like a five, four, three, two, one. I almost feel like I'd be more interested in deep diving each person specifically and like their movies. Unless, Brad, how did you do your list? Because I don't know. I had a hard time organizing my thoughts.
2: I also have two lists <laughs> the second one uh, I was just thinking when Alex was saying like mo- I, I, Alex was saying like um, a movie you want to watch because it's Halloween and that made me like big I'll, I'll change my first list so it's mostly the same but very meat and potatoes
1: hey, since for. I don't have a second list I'm going to ask you both to go through your second list Nikki do you want to kick us off and let us know one why did you separate them into two
0: Sure. Also, I'm just laughing that between the three of us, we have a list of 25 movies. (laughs) And I was also like...
1: We're going to have a lot of overlap. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah. I was also like, what's Alex going to pick? Because I'm like, me and Alex are going to have overlap for sure. And how can I mitigate this?
1: I have nothing exciting, interesting, or obscure. Because I wanted to be honest. I didn't want to be like, I'm the cool guy that has watched... Movies that people haven't watched, or something like that. I'm yeah. just I, there's a lot of truths I've learned about myself in the last week having to think about this, and by that I mean two days ago or whenever we suggested it. And uh, one of them is that I like the childish side of Halloween more than anything else.
0: Fair, okay. So let's rewind to a splatterbrains brains bingo card. We all know that I'm a Libra, but what we don't All know on a regular basis is I'm a Virgo moon, and that is very important to how I came up with this situation. If you don't know what Virgos are like, Google it, they like lists and organization. So, my first approach to the list was oh, five movies. Let me think of like five different iterations of things that I like to watch around Halloween. So, I was thinking a classic movie something that is Halloween themed in its premise, a monster movie, a psychological movie, and one just for fun. And then when I made that list, it took me to a lot of familiar favorites. But then I was also thinking of some like hidden gems that I liked. And then I said, I don't really like giving myself all of these themes for the five. And I kind of just want to think of five movies. So then I ended up making two lists. One is my hidden gems list and one is my classic, just good everyone knows them Halloween movies. So I don't know if one is more interesting to start with. I think the the classic everyone knows it will probably be more inspiring for all of us because we've all seen them. So
1: ladies and gentlemen, we you. have we have just earned our podcast name and I thank you, Nikki. Because the best part was is it, it was you organizing your thoughts, but my God, you overthought this so much, and I can't wait. I would like to hear your classics toward the end of the episode, and I would like you to have your other list first. Brad, do you have a vote in either direction? No, that works for me.
0: Cool. Welcome to my life where I overthink every single thing that did not necessitate the amount of thought I put into it to begin with.
1: Brad, if you, if you don't host, have an explanation, <laughs> If you don't have an explanation that long, you're fired.
0: Oh, man, I really wish those soundboard sounds tracked. We got a cricket noise in the audience, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Okay, did you say classics? Go through my classics.
1: No, No. do your other ones first.
0: The hidden gems. The hidden gems. Okay, number one on my hidden gems list is the 2017 Indonesian film, Satan's Slaves, that I saw on Shudder. Um super high level synopsis uh this is from google after dying from a strange illness that she suffered for three years a mother returns home to pick up her children and that movie i remember watching in bed with alex's shutter account and being really fucking scared and also having a really hard time sleeping and that is a movie i will not watch alone in the dark which is why that makes it onto my hidden gems halloween horror list Thoughts and Fifi's.
1: Saw that at Cinepocalypse, uh, I want to say 2018 uh, is when they had it in the U.S. And I've watched uh, another, only, I've only seen one other movie of Joko Anwar, who is the director of that movie, uh, called Impa Tigor. And I think both of them have really bad Americanized names That for movies that are really good. Um, But, like, if there's one, Impetigor has nothing to do with Impetigo or gore. It is a movie about something completely different. And Satan's Slaves doesn't have anything to do with Satan or his slaves therein. Uh, It is a very, very scary ghost story. And uh, I had a friend uh, within the last year or two ask me what I recommend he watch. Because he wanted to watch a scary movie, or a horror movie is what he said. And I told him this one. And he said, Alex, this movie is scary. And I was like... Yeah, what did you want? He's like, I wanted to feel bad. Um, so he had to turn it off because he was by himself. This movie is is very, very scary, but it ends on like a really good note. Like I I think it's worth pushing through.
0: Um, I haven't rewatched it in a couple years because I have to be in the mood to be like really scared to watch it. And believe it or not, for as much as I like horror, I don't like being scared when I'm not in the mood to be scared. Also, it took me a minute. To realize you were saying impetigo, I don't. That's how I said the movie, but I. I, I, I think remember. of like
1: the the skin disease impetigo, which uh, there's also a metal oh. band named that. Maybe it is impetigo, and I'm just pronouncing it wrong. But I assumed because in that movie they're telling people not to touch the main character's skin, it was supposed to be a play on that. And uh, I'm willing to be wrong about the pronunciation.
0: Yeah, not a hill I. I'm willing to die on either so we'll go with impetigor um have you seen i just saw that there's satan slaves 2 communion that came out last year did you see that
1: i didn't because i wanted to rewatch this one and i haven't been in the mood to be that scared <laughs> and so i haven't watched the sequel
0: but that's why this makes the list because if you like to be scared then boy have we got a movie for you satan slaves um okay should i go f- to my next one Okay, the next one I did, uh, which I've talked about on this podcast and was one of my favorite movies from 2020, but I believe I watched it in 2021, so it was my favorite 2021 horror movie that I saw. Anything for Jackson, a sinister couple hatch a supernatural scheme to resurrect their dead grandson through a pregnant woman. This one was like a shockingly fun time where it felt like the perfect mix of spookiness and like body horror and like comedy almost i haven't rewatched it since i saw it two years ago but i really liked this film and it had blood it had ghosts it had creepy people it had scary old people so all of my favorite things
1: i've never heard of this until now and it sounds very entertaining
0: why well, didn't we have a whole conversation about this one together no we didn't
1: brad do you recall anything i do not or it might have been nope. just just us you probably told me about it at some point but i do not remember it you're talking to eddie that's probably it
0: oh eddie remember our conversation um yeah alex you should watch this because i think you'll enjoy it i'm gonna rewatch it because it's uh, here's my other caveat for all my hidden gems list. I think all of these, except for one, I've only seen once, but my initial feeling watching it felt so good that these are all going to be worth revisiting for me.
1: You don't have to caveat. I don't think that sitting through a movie two hours or less is a colossal waste of time, even if I don't like something. Gave it an effort. And if you recommend something to me or Brad, I'm in.
2: Yeah, I just want you to know that I'm on Letterboxd, uh, typing up all your little movie recommendations and adding them to my watch list as, as you speak. Are you really? Yeah, I haven't seen oh. any of these three that you've mentioned, or two that you've mentioned and Alex brought up.
1: Carl likes ghost stories.
2: Yeah, she likes ghosts and possessions and stuff.
1: She might really like *Satan's Slaves. It's, it's scary, but like, it's not relentless in a way that it, it doesn't make you feel terrible. Okay.
0: Also, I'm realizing um, three of my five hidden gems are all foreign horror films, which I think makes them very fun. And I always need a reminder to like get out of the American-English uh, horror films, because a lot of really great scary shit happens in other countries' horror films.
2: That is a big gap in my knowledge base and uh i appreciate you filling this in
1: as far as the, the foreign horror stuff i can thank exclusively like sin Apocalypse because that was a you know for a couple of years in chicago and they, that's what they brought and i had passes so i could just go see whatever like movies i wouldn't normally have gone to see and shutter intentionally was bringing foreign films over which was great that's the only way i've seen stuff is because i have such an accessible place for them
0: yeah. Satan Slaves I definitely saw because of Shudder. Um, also, Anything for Jackson is an um, American film, but also I saw on Shudder. My third one, this came out um, September of 2022, and we did talk a little bit about it on here, but um, it's a Dutch and Danish and English film, according to Google. Beak No Evil. Uh, on a vacation in Toscana, a Danish family instantly becomes friends with a Dutch family. Months later, the Danish couple receives an unexpected invitation. It doesn't take long before the joy of reunion is replaced with misunderstandings. This is a really fun, tension-filled... I don't even want to call it a slow burn because I think sometimes I colloquialize slow burn is when, like, people aren't dying and killing each other, it's a slow burn, like... No, you're building character dynamics and building tension. Um, I really, really liked this, Brad. I think you saw this, and I don't think you. Li- no, you didn't.
2: No, I don't. I didn't see this, but Alex did. I'm reading his review on Letterboxd right now. Can I read your review of it, Alex?
1: I used Letterboxd for one month, and it was during the month I watched that movie. I have not. <laughs> I don't even have the app on my phone anymore. So please read my review, and I'll see if I agree with it.
2: All right, Alex gave it four stars and said. A series of uncomfortable interactions continually escalated for a whole movie and is surprisingly compelling. Ending took a second to grow on me, but it told the story it needed to. Really good. Not exactly uplifting, but a good character study that leads to some shocking stuff.
1: Wow, I am a pretentious asshole for typing all that into (laughs) Letterboxd. It's a feel-bad movie that makes you feel bad. And everybody that goes on about how good The Strangers is because they say why did you do it? You were here, and that makes you feel bad? This is like the most intense version of that. God,
2: um, There's another review from a uh, friend of the podcast Ariel on here. Uh, she gave it two stars. She said, marginally disappointed that these dudes never kissed.
1: That's a better review, even though I liked the movie more.
0: There's probably a Pornhub cover of this movie where that happened. So no,
1: There isn't. I've looked.
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah well not with that attitude roll the camera okay anywho um so the other thing i like about this movie is i love tension building i love a psychological film um one that has not made either list but i actually we talked about it in our last episode and i rewatched it this weekend was the invitation with logan marshall green the tom hardy lookalike but I love a movie where you're building tension and you're trying to understand the psychological and sociological nuances between characters. And this one is definitely that, but not in a boring way, in my opinion. And apparently Alex is also.
1: Yeah. Not it's, you know, after every scene you go, what the fuck is happening? And then when it all comes to be, you're like, well, I guess we kind of knew that was going to happen. But like, it didn't have to happen.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, moving on to number four. I'm just ripping through these because we have 25 movies to get through. Uh, this one is will be a familiar favorite to both of you from our horror Slack channel. Uh, this came out in March 2016 as a Turkish film, and I saw this on Hulu. It is called Baskin. While taking a break, a unit of cops receive a distress call over the radio directed to an abandoned building in the middle of nowhere. They soon find themselves trapped in a surreal and nightmarish world. This is a movie that is a thing and then becomes another thing that you didn't know it was going to become. And then it's like, oh, this is fun. And it's a little bit body horror. It's a little bit ghosty, hellish. I don't know. Alex or Brad, do you have a memory of your viewing of this? I just remember being like this was fun and this was i remember watching this around probably 2017 or so like a year after it came out and it being the first horror movie i'd seen in a while that i felt pleasantly surprised by because i had no expectation of it
1: movie is very good and it does something that a lot of movies don't do which is make hell scary Like everyone has this idea of like what hell is like, and more often than not, you get a lot of like. I I guess you don't see hell in movies a lot, or used as a trope in horror, other than something like *Drag Me to Hell* or like *The Exorcist* or possession movies. But uh, it's not even necessarily that it is hell, but it feels like it, and uh, it's it's unnerving. And I don't like all I really remember is guys in van, guys all tied to the wall. And that's like my whole memory of that movie. It's good.
0: I don't remember a lot of this either other than Guys in Van and then Spooky Leader Man and some other spooky, gross things. And I was like, that I like spooky, gross things. And that's the movie. Okay. Last but certainly not least this is the least interesting of my list and we've talked about it before but this is another movie that I had no idea what it was and when I watched it I was like holy shit I had a really fun time so that's why I I think that's kind of my uh what I necessitate for hidden gem is something where I just get shockingly uh pleasantly surprised by it by the end. Um, Creep, 2014, with Mark Duplass. Uh, Aaron answers an online ad, drives to a stranger's house to film him for the day. The man wants to make a movie for his unborn child, but his requests become more bizarre as the day goes along. So similar to Speak No Evil in the sense that it's a movie for me where you're building tension throughout, and that is a personal choice that I have in horror films, which is why this movie always comes up for me. Um, I... Tried to rewatch it this past weekend, but it is no longer free on Netflix. So I think it's a renting situation. But this movie made my hidden gems list. If you hadn't seen it, but mm-hmm. I, at this point, I think it's talked about enough that it's not. A hidden it's not gem. on.
1: It's not on other platforms.
0: Not. I don't think it is for free. I'll have to double check, but I think it's rentable somewhere. But I would pay four ninety nine to rewatch this movie
1: good and it's like an hour five it's really short
0: and that's my hidden gems list i hope you enjoyed it it's a good
1: list it is a good list and is totally very different than the stuff that i picked out which again not exciting and i kind of do have a second list now that i'm thinking about it which was just my runner-ups um, but we'll talk about that.
0: So we have 30 later. movies. Between
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rush through those. Cause it's all stuff. Most of this, everything I've said today, I have talked about at some point in the past. Nothing is going to surprise you. I will just have sentimentality attached to it.
2: Do you want to go ahead, Mr. Sentimental?
1: Okay. So my runner ups list. So these are movies that every movie I picked is obvious and none of them are particularly uh, exciting to say. Um, but that would be horror favorites, so movies like Return of the living Dead uh Reanimator those are obviously gonna be movies I wanna watch all the time, but in October it just feels right um uh one another one that I was talking to Tiff about this is uh, more on the fun side of things, which would be the first Elvira Mistress of the dark movie is very good uh um I haven't watched it in a really long time, but uh I remember seeing it on t v as a kid and it changed me a lot um let me think that's basically it where i was like these are movies where i'm like i could throw this on the list but like i i'm trying to think when to talk about this um so i don't want to put this on a list because not only is it obvious but i'm annoyed at how people have treated it which is john carpenter's halloween I am so fucking sick of watching Halloween on Halloween, but I've gone to theaters to see it three times on Halloween because that's just what's happening right now. Um, I think that there's a different film in this franchise that fits the Halloween spirit better, but it is worth noting, at least, even if I'm tired of it, you're going to have the opportunity to see it and you might as well go see it on Halloween. That's about that.
2: I gotta change my list real quick hold on a second
1: fine you, once i get to my main list you'll be like that was your choice and you were saying halloween is too obvious so it's fine
0: i had the same feelings but to me uh you know it's the same as like watching a christmas story on christmas there's people that are like this is so fucking annoying because i watch it every year and it plays nonstop on tbs but for me it's like comfy and so if i can I don't really like to sit and watch the full Halloween movie over Halloween, but if it's on TV and I can like put it on in the background, there is something really comfy and nostalgic about having that movie on in October at any given point.
1: It does have my favorite kill in a slasher movie of all time and no one's ever going to top it, which is where he stabs the guy into the wall and the guy just stays there. That's great.
0: Oh my god, my brother and I, what did we quote? We were quoting, this was a month ago. We were in the backseat of my parents' car. And we were, I think we were like, my Paul, my Paul. And I don't know why me and my brother both started doing that. When, uh, who's the friend that wears the white shirt and she gets killed in the car? Um... Not P. It's not P. J. Souls. It's the other friend with the big. Not is it Linda? I don't know. The girl who's babysitting Lindsay. The babysitter's babysitting Lindsay, but she's walking from the house to the laundry room where she ends up getting murdered. And she had just gotten off the phone with her boyfriend Paul and told him. To and... and my brother and I like we always remember the weirdest niche parts of a film where she's just like my Paul, my Paul, and we we're trying to get my mom to guess. What the movie was. Anyway, that's that on that. Did your mom win? She. We had to guide her there, but we were like, 70s. Horror. She got there. But not naturally.
1: Brad, now that I've uh, shoved my way past my not real list, what, what do you have on your secondary list, and why is it a secondary list?
2: Um, well, it, my second list is just... It's... Just a couple of things slotted out from the first one.'ll I'll, I'll talk about the first one that I had. Uh, I had number five, um, the Shining, uh, obviously good movie. Um, I think that I changed it out because you were saying, like not a list that like is your October thing, but a thing that you want to watch around Halloween season. and I want to watch the Shining all the time. Uh, so that's why I slotted it out. But it is better, like in the winter time, in my opinion, and maybe we'll do an episode on winter movies. Um, then I also had it follows pretty much the same reason. Uh, I don't feel more inclined to watch it in October than I would other times. Uh, but it's a good fucking movie, good music, spooky and suspenseful. Um, so I I, sw- I changed it up a little bit. Um, and you know what? I had number one as the original Halloween. <laughs> now I want to. I'm going to change my answer. I mean, I don't really need to justify having Halloween on there.
1: You but. well you you don't need to justify it and we are aware of the fact that it is your favorite of, like, the horror franchises. So, like, if anybody deserves to put it there, it's you. And that's not to say that Halloween isn't a great movie. It absolutely is. I've just seen it... I've gone to see it on Halloween in theaters a lot, and there's a lot of other movies I would like people to play also on Halloween. That's all.
2: Yeah, the last, like, couple Halloweens I've given up on watching it just because I put it on around, like, when it starts to get dark. And then I... We just got sick of having to pause and play it every time to get up and give the kids candy so the last like, couple of years I've like made it like 36 minutes in or some arbitrary number I don't know and just like turned it off so like, I'm sick of turning it off and on and starting it up again and everything but I can change it in my final list because I think I have more nostalgia from when I was a kid from later movies than I do the original growing up but alright am I going through okay my list hear. now?
1: Yeah, wait. Is this just this is your main one? You're kicking us off, okay?
2: Kicking us off with a curveball
1: is Idle Hands. Um, That is such a good choice, and I wish (laughs) I put that on my list. I love that movie.
0: Wait, Brett. I'm sorry to cut you off. Literally 30 seconds ago, I was like, I want to write down Idle Hands. (laughs) Holy shit, that's serendipitous. Okay, you go. I mean,
2: I didn't know it existed until like 2015, and when I like asked like on Facebook like hey I want to watch like movies that are set around Halloween not necessarily like scary movies but just like Halloween spirit movies because there's a, book, a comic book coming out at the time called Paper Girls that was originally set around Halloween and it gets into like some weird like time travel I I don't really like it I like the first issue a lot but yeah I was just looking for something that's in that sort of same spirit of Halloweenness. and for those of you that don't know the the plot is when slacker teen Anton Tobias has the right hand possessed, has his right hand possessed by a demonic force? He finds that his life gets a lot more interesting. While Anton himself is an amiable guy, his hand proves to be an appendage of death, killing his two best buddies, Nub and Mick. Is it Nub? That's spelled P N U B. Nub.
1: I did not remember that that was their names. Foggy Nelson and Seth Green.
2: Yeah. 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 Who Okay, and then there's two buddies who return to life as wisecracking zombies. In addition to murdering those closest to him, Anton's evil hand significantly hinders his chances with lovely neighbor Molly. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's like a little bit of controversy around that because Jessica Alba, I think, was underage the, like the filming of this and she was very sexualized in the movie. Uh,
1: I was not aware of that and I think she's also pretty publicly embarrassed about being in the movie, which is too bad because it's great.
2: Yeah, it's a fun movie. Um. Moving on, this one is a bit more meat and potatoes. It's Scream. Um, I feel inclined to watch it around Halloween time because if you were a kid in the mid to late nineties, like every every kid was scream it was Ghostface for Halloween. I remember like getting seeing the mask and getting it at like the Halloween store and like going to school like the next day or whatever it was. Like thinking like, oh, this is gonna be so cool, everybody's gonna be so scared of my Scream costume, and then everybody's dressed as Ghostface. I remember one kid had like a uh black and white like gel costume with a scream mask
1: i had never i didn't see it until much later probably after scream 3 came out at that point like i was probably yeah. 16 or 17 when i first saw the first one which is close to like a decade after it i'm trying to think when did the first one come out 96 yes so like you know, seven eight years after it came out i saw it but the year it came out i had a ghost face mask i yeah. don't know why but i did it yeah, glowed in the dark
2: yeah so many people did uh moving on also meat potatoes is a nightmare on elm street um i was very afraid of freddie as a kid even though i obviously like jason more just like the imagery of him and everything speaks to me a lot more and i really wanted people to think that i did not fuck with freddie as a kid i'm like i'm a jason guy yeah but freddie scared the shit out of me as a kid and i think i remember seeing um like the very end of the first movie on Halloween, when I was really young, like the mom getting pulled into the doorway window in the car, the the canopy of the car like latching over and trapping the kids. And that stuck with me.
0: I think that's a great one too because uh, Freddie does just have such a prominent Halloween ness to him in a way that I feel like other horror figures don't. Like Pinhead, well, other than like Michael and Jason, but like Pinhead, for example, like isn't is a little more second tier to the general public but freddy krueger even though that's not a halloween-based movie like does just feel very Mm -hmm. halloween season to me as well
1: yeah that's definitely another one uh, that just goes in the favorites pile where like i feel like i've talked about halloween's your franchise nightmare was mine it was the first horror franchise i sat down and was like i'm I'm plowing through all this (laughs) and my whole life i've gone i'm gonna do that with friday the 13th and i've never done it
2: it's not really I, worth
1: it. I I don't think it is, but you know, I could say that I did. Same reason I did all the Saw movies, I did all the Puppet Masters. Eh. Yeah, I mean maybe
2: some like the later like uh, Friday the thirteenth Friday the thirteenth movies once like Kane Hodder takes over because Jason gets a bit more physical, but like in like the second and third movie, he's just kinda like slowly walking around and like shuffling this way and shuffling that way.
1: I've but... yeah, I've, I've seen the I think I've seen the first three. I've seen Jason X. I saw the Friday the Thirteenth Platinum Dunes one, and uh, Freddy vs. Jason. I think that's the only ones I've seen. Yeah, I mean, oh, are... I've, I've seen Jason Takes Manhattan. Jason takes yeah. the the boat.
2: Yeah, Jason takes the boat. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you've I've seen, seen, seen one goes me. to hell,
1: which is the Jason's not in this movie.
2: Yeah, that one sucks.
0: Jason the, X.
2: The, the uh, cover and like the back of the box art always scare the shit out of me. Uh, From Jason Goes to Hell. But the movie's not very good. Uh, Okay, my next movie is a wild curveball that no one will ever have seen coming. Uh, It's a made-for-TV kids movie from 2001 starring Christopher Lloyd. It's called When Good Ghouls Go Bad. And the story is from R.L. Stein. Yeah, I remember seeing this as a kid. And it stuck with me one of those things like there's like some images of like this undead kid that was kind of creepy like locked in a kiln and like pumpkins falling from the sky and being stacked up um i'm gonna i mean i read the little plot synopsis i haven't seen this movie in like eight years so i can't really speak to the quality but it's something that i think about a lot all right in october of 1981 curtis danko the creepy kid from the small town of walker falls was killed in a mysterious accident. He left behind a warning to the town. If you ever have another Halloween again, I'll return and destroy you all. Curtis was buried in a locked crypt, along with a sculpture so evil that unearthly fates were said to await anyone who looked at it. Now, 20 years later, the Walker men have returned to Walker Falls. They start a chain of events that unleashes an army of zombies on the town. Has Curtis Danko risen from the grave to exact his revenge? And will the people of Walker Falls make it through the night?
1: That is, the first half of that is almost verbatim the plot of My Bloody Valentine. (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm on to you, Stein.
1: Do you know if it's, have you been able to find it anywhere? Uh... Because that's that's one, what I was going to say about this movie wasn't that I had heard of it, it was that this is more exciting to me during Halloween season than graphic scary horror. I'm more excited about candy like i'm more excited about the aesthetic of it like and so i definitely have one or several kids movies on my list
0: me too i feel the exact same can you say the name of it again
2: when good ghouls go bad i'm sure you can probably find it on youtube or something like that
0: oh ugh! this also the cover reminds me of um Little Vampire with Jonathan Lipnicki, like of the same era. Yeah,
1: I've never seen that movie, but I've seen the art all the time.
0: Oh oh my god! Okay, and it stars this guy Tom Amandez or Amanda's. Who? Oh my god! He plays the dad in my favorite Mary Kate and Ashley made for TV movie Billboard (laughs) Dad that came out I think in 1998. And oh wow 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 wow. Okay, yep.
2: All right. Yeah, the whole movie is on YouTube. So. (laughs) Yeah. good moving on my number one i had it was halloween but i'll talk a little bit about uh other ones because we've talked about it to death um but i have a lot i think i've definitely talked about this on the podcast before but i specifically remember one weekend when i was really young i think my dad was away on a business trip it was like the fall and it was rainy and everything and i just remember sitting down and watching halloween like all fucking day so i, I don't know which one it is And none of these three aren't really good movies, but the ones that I have most nostalgia for are either (laughs) Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, and Halloween H2O 20 years later. H2O is pretty Halloween y uh, aesthetic. It's like uh, like Jimmy Lee Curtis and her son, uh, Josh Hartnett, and their a couple of his friends like stay behind.
0: daddy. When this,
2: yeah, when their uh private school goes on like a fall break or whatever, and then Michael shows up, and yeah, that's that's my list. Nothing. Uh, I guess there were a couple of things that were unexpected, but
1: it was unexpected. I'm just glad to see that some of us also picked children's movies. <laughs> Nikki, would you like to go next, or would you like me to go next?
0: I'll go. Okay. Um, I added this is a last minute edition, but just in the the realm of movies that feel Halloween y or things that like just fit that kind of comfy mold of watching in October. Um actually not a movie, but I love the haunted mask episode of Goosebumps. I know it was a book first, but this is uh, when I was a kid and would go to family video, I would always rent the VHS of this episode of Goosebumps. Um, and it follows Carly Beth, a girl who buys a Halloween mask from a store. After putting on the mask, she starts acting differently and discovers that the mask has become her face and is unable to pull it off. And it's actually still really fucking scary. Like, the mask that she wears in that episode is really creepy. There's, like, a really scary scene with the the store. So that is my, that is one of my five Kind of like,
1: a... Carly Beth.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. When all the floating goes. And then it, like, the whole thing is like the mask is a symbol of love. Like, it's really, like, pretty deep. And she puts on the mask to, like, not show fear. Pretty, it's some deep shit. There's also you know... the return of the haunted mask or something like that. That's the guy with the old man mask.
2: Yeah. Doesn't he, like, get, like, out of breath and becomes, like, an old man, kind of?
0: Yes, and there's like spiders yeah. that crawl across the mask. Yeah,
2: you know that. Yeah, haunted mask is good, and there there are a lot of good Goosebumps ones. The new the new Goosebumps comes out this week. If you guys want to talk about that soon, um, I will.
1: I will definitely want to watch one or two of those.
2: <laughs> um, but I feel like the tropes about Stephen King, like specifically the one of um from Family Guy where he's like, oh, I have a new book about a haunted lamp, ooh! I think that the writer of that episode of Family Guy was just thinking of R.L. Stein and attributed that to Stephen King.
1: I agree, and also people talking about Stephen King's ending sucking, clearly have never read R.L. Stein because all of them are. Like, he took the twist ending, but it doesn't tie into the story. It's always like a left field, like, wait, what? So it's, uh, it's a book. (laughs) One of my favorite, uh, goosebumps is the
2: uh i think it's called camp blood but it's like a summer camp and like there's a monster running around but it's there's not a monster there's just a twist that they're on the moon for like no reason
1: okay i i thought you were talking about the beast from the east which is i don't remember anything about it other than that's a game they have to play to not die but one of the things runner up things on my list is i would have just put obviously all of the time i want to watch it was the entire series of tales from the crypt so horror TV shows in general. So tales from the crypt um, tales from the dark side is amazing. And it's really hard to find for some reason, but it's a really good series, Giorgio Romero. Uh, and then um, goosebumps and just like revisiting your childhood stuff like that is, is a blast. Yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? Whatever. Yeah. Those and are all one, other, too.
0: one other episode shout out that is potently nostalgic for me is night of the living dummy three, which has Hayden Christensen. That one I also had on VHS.
1: I we had many of the books at home, and I think my brother had a hardcover that was just the dummy trilogy and it had a little light up like you pushed on the it was a hardcover, he pushed on the dummy's mouth on Slappy's mouth and it lit up.
0: Oh, but I don't, so I don't remember
1: the difference between each story.
0: I don't either, but I do remember in either one or two there's this I have a video of it on my phone, but there's a character who's like a janitor and he's like, he honestly should have gotten an Oscar. He's like, Slappy is not a dummy. And it's like the scariest, like most ominous. Oh, that guy should have gotten an award.
1: I rewatched Dead Silence after seeing Saw 10 last week, and uh, I still love it. It turns out I might even love it more. But when we went to uh, Salem, this also ties into last episode, we went to this place called Count Orlock's Nightmare Museum, and they have uh, Billy from, which is funny because Billy is also the name of the little bicycle guy from saw but billy from uh uh dead silence they had a puppet behind the counter and it had a big sign on it that said i am not slappy which i thought was funny i was like i know what it is because i'm a cool guy
0: oh god this is great throwback to fearless podcast and our dolls episode um okay moving on my second one on my just classics list and i go to bat for this movie hard and it's a mini series actually but the 90s it with tim curry i think that is so scary still and like his portrayal of a clown is just such a like potently horror clown it's just in the zeitgeist of horror figures and the music is so good um i actually really regret not buying the waxwork records like three part record series they had of uh, but that's that's my next one I love revisiting that Thoughts on that before I move on? I
1: don't think it's very good But I think Tim Curry's performance is incredible And he's a very very good Pennywise It's a made for TV movie with no budget For a story that is incredibly complex Revisiting it I was like eh, It's okay But I would still watch it again so, I'm not I mean, here to yuck your yum
2: I said, Nikki, I love it.
0: Oh, thanks, Brad. Yeah. yeah, I didn't make it, so I don't. I shouldn't really care. if You did people a good like job, Nikki.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, your greatest it, Pennywise. It is. I think it's much better than the new one.
0: Yes, well, I think so too. Um, like nice okay, one. next up, this one is an obvious heavy hitter, but Creepshow. What a great, pl- what a great place for horror fans and non-horror fans alike. I think I don't know what else to say about it other than how fun. And how seasonal,
2: Nikki? You uh, <laughs> had big ant energy. How fun,
0: <laughs> dude! I am. I have cool ant energy seeping through my veins. I can't wait to be a real ant. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if it's in the cards for me. Um, yeah, creep shows great. Uh, do you guys remember? Speaking of reading books, remember when it took me like five years to read The Stand? Jesus.
1: I think if any book is going to take you five years, it should be The Stand or War and Peace. Those are your two options. That's it. Yeah.
0: Well, I made the wrong choice because that book blew. Um, okay, next up Wait, is... Brad,
1: do you agree with that?
0: <laughs>
1: okay. God, no. <laughs> okay, I, sh- I, sh- I should read The Stand. We'll do I it for should... this. Reread it for I was this. I like,
0: cool, good versus evil, the East Coast versus West Coast, like good woman versus bad guy, like fucking cool. Thanks, Steve. Um, All right. Next up, we talked about it last week, The Witches. Great, spooky, fun childhood movie that is very Halloween. Very scary imagery. I mean, what else is there to say? That's it. That's a great movie. You should watch it on Halloween. You as in everyone.
1: I like The Witches. Isn't that a good follow-up?
0: Yes. Thank you. Um, and then the last one I had on here, Alex, this has got to be on your list, but Trick or Treat.
1: I've never I heard feel, of it.
0: I think um, all of the ones I picked are act other than the witches are like segmented, like mini series or short Her- anthology. Horror short things. Uh,
1: short horror is the, it's the best way to do it, I think. And uh, I will just get it out of the way that uh, I think that Trick or Treat is a movie that went uh under uh appreciated for many years and it got nightmare before christmas so fucking hard in the last five years that i'm like embarrassed to say how good it actually is and that it is number one on my list because i have to watch it because somebody finally made the perfect halloween movie for me which is like it feels childlike it has all the stuff i like about horror movies some of the stuff is pretty graphic and insane um and it's brief like it's just and it goes out of its way to use Halloween as all of the lore for the movie. I don't know why that hasn't been done more times explicitly. Like, this is a Halloween movie that takes place on Halloween, and many different monster things happen. So it's it might feel like, like the basic response now, but it wasn't because of how poorly uh, it was marketed and how it never got its theater run, that kind of thing. So number my number one. We'll just skip that right now. Get that out of the way.
2: <laughs> I haven't seen it in years. Uh, I think I saw it like when it first came out. Um, I don't know if you guys are, Ever watched G4 TV But their show uh, uh, Attack of the show They had like a film guy on there That would uh, go out and be like hey here's like a movie It's like under the radar you should check out And Trick or Treat was on there and it was fucking phenomenal Fucking Kurt Connors The lizard poisons the little kid from Bad Santa That was dope
1: Very gross and then he teaches his kid To stab his eyeballs Yeah, Not on camera but it does happen there's a lot of things in that movie where when I think about it, I'm like, there is um, a child's death all over the place, which is really, really strange to recommend it to people. And then you remember what's about to happen and you're like, oh, boy, oh, boy, <laughs> just never forget it.
0: But also the whole movie is kind of like going through like a haunted house or a fun house because you don't know how the stories are connected and you don't know that they're supposed to be connected. And so you kind of come out as if you were in like a fun house and like a Halloween themed event. So the movie in and of itself like has is interactive for your mind. You'd
1: think that the whole like Ebenezer Scrooge ending of that movie was gonna be like good enough that he's just giving kids candy, and then when you see what happens at the end end, you're like, oh my god, they tied the whole fucking thing together. This is awesome, and I don't want there. I don't care if there's a sequel. Like we already have. Something so great that, like, I don't need him to try to follow that up too many years yeah. later.
2: I need to rewatch that again. That's a good one. But yeah, I agree with you, what you said about it got Nightmare Before Christmas to hell. Like, all anyone knows it's about yeah, it. Too much merchandise. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. So that's, that's it.
1: I love it. I love him. I think he's adorable. I'm glad that the kid that got to play him in the costume is doing the con circuits and stuff now, too. I have a blanket and I have an action figure, uh, but I'm just tired of the merch and i love it merchandise and i I own it all (laughs) yeah we we have a little light up one too those are like we uh it's like a little statue that you can put in a window Cute. oh hey it's my turn isn't it i'll jump right into it because i've uh put it off for too long but i will say the last uh my my runner-up list that i didn't mention cobweb because it's so recent and we talked about it so recently that like that's going to be in the like these are like in the top 10. I need to watch this in October movies in the future. But because we just watched it, I'm like, that's fine. Even like talk to me. But that's like a, that's an, I'll watch that movie anytime now. Um, so just mentioned a cobweb. They went out of their way to try to make it Halloween y, and good for them. It, they, it worked. I will, I will watch that on Halloween. Number five. Is a uh, very obscure, but very, very serious movie for serious horror fans. It goes by the name of Ernest Scared Stupid. I fucking love this movie. Um, And I didn't, it was the first one I ever saw. And it was a a movie that was appealing to me because it was Halloween-ish. And I remember seeing the box art as a kid. I didn't know anything about the character. And then I eventually saw it on TV and had no idea the connection to the Chieto Brothers or any of the actual horror stuff. But I watched it a lot as a kid, and I think it is a fun movie, even if the ending's a little sappy. Have either of you seen this within the last few years, or have you seen it at all? That's the one to watch. You don't really need to know anything other than he's intentionally a motormouth, and he was an ad campaign before he was a movie. Uh, And uh, the killer clowns from outer space are repainted into trolls in that movie. It's, a, it's the same. The directors or the uh, effects guys are the same ones that made Killer Clans in Outer Space.
0: I do love that uh, the three of us did kind of have a potent crossover of there is. I think it's easy to have come into this and be like, think of like the scariest shit. But it's like part of what makes October and Halloween fun is that it is something that can kind of bring everyone into the genre. And there is like a warmth to it so bringing in some of the like kid movies or the horror movies that actually take place around the holiday i think is kind of what differentiates like this month versus the rest of the year so like even my hidden gems list that's great like whatever that was just a good excuse to list movies that if you if you're someone that goes into october to find scary movies to watch great but i think for us, we watch stuff all year round, so this month is, like, really like, nestling in the comforts of, like, pumpkins, and kid-related...
1: How fun. I, know, I, I, I I think it's more fun that way, because fun. you can have scary whatever any time of the year, I'm one of those people, but as far as, like, the actual spirit of the season, like, I'm excited at the prospect of, like, handing out candy. Like, I love that, like, people dressing up and walking around, and you know, I was never, like, a go to bars guy or anything like that so like any adult version of halloween doesn't exist to me it just never has it's always been people's kids are going to dress up they're going to go ask you for candy i was excited to become an adult to be like give be a person that people come trick-or-treating at their house which uh to date has never happened i've put out bowls of candy a couple times like even in the neighborhood i was in in chicago like there was our apartment building was set back a little bit but i put a bowl out and it was not a neighborhood with lots of kids in it with like nobody went trick-or-treating on halloween so boo but if i you... just
2: uh started decorating my house for the year we're going with like a we're gonna do a little michael myers dummy that i made last year but um we have a we have like an actual like dummy that like we sit either stand up with like a, a rack that i made or sit on a chair by our front door uh we named him jerry um the first year we did it he was penny wise second year we it was the day after our wedding so we didn't do like Anything, any decorating, really? Because we're just too busy. Uh, last year, he was um, uh, Alec Baldwin in Beetlejuice when he sticks Adam when he sticks the hand up his head. Uh, and this year, we're going with like a witchy motif, so it's like some four eyed witch thing. And I'm gonna make the little um, stick figures from Blair Witch and hang them from the tree in our front.
0: Okay. Back to me saying like, oh yeah, I don't fuck with Blair Witch. It's not that good. I'm like, I'm nervous for you to create those stick things because part of me feels like, what if you do accidentally well, summon real? It's all made like, up. a, it's a movie. Thing? <laughs> 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 Brad's final, uh, final last words. Going back to uh, Ernest, <laughs>
2: stupid. You know, I always thought that I never saw this movie, but I think I might have because I have like a memory of a treehouse in like a kid's backyard. Yep. And this treehouse is featured heavily in this movie. Is yes. it In somebody's backyard?
1: I mean, that's where most treehouses are. But also, the troll comes from a really big tree that has like little pods that spit little trolls out of it, too. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch this movie and see. If Earth- it's Eartha-, picking- Eartha Kitt plays like the like, town witch that knows the whole folklore of it, and she is great. I'm
2: going to have to watch this and see if this is the one.
1: It's a little nuts So Ernest does some stuff Where he turns into different characters On camera and it's definitely for children So just be aware of that Yeah
2: Do You guys ever have like a little like Just like a shot from a movie in your memory You can't quite place what it's from And like you just have a quest to figure out What it is because this treehouse business Is where I'm at now
1: One of the movies on this list That's actually one of the main things that happened to me where like I hadn't seen it since I was a kid and it like I had a lightning bolt moment where I figured out what movie it was. Okay. All right. Let's continue with your list. Number four. And it's very, it's tied to a very specific memory is the original night of the living dead because it was one of the first times I went to a local theater to see a movie at midnight on Halloween. So there was a theater in the small town in Wisconsin that my parents live in. That's still there. And they had it on film and he had a whole bunch of classic horror trailers to play beforehand like this guy went out of his way to like have a good time with it i had never seen it i thought i knew what it was going to be and i had no idea what it actually was and that movie still holds up to date and is fantastic it is one of my favorite movies i like it on halloween because the first time i saw it was on halloween the the other thing that ties all my movies together i think all of them take place in small town america and that's just something I, i identify with strongly as like halloween vibes
2: try that in a small town you know
1: jesus fucking christ no thank you speaking of trying that in a small town uh my number three is Pumpkinhead. uh that is a movie that i think is very divisive because with a name like that you would expect the creature to actually have a pumpkin for a head which he does not um, but it, uh because of the name and because of the tone of the film it's not a gory movie and you'd think it might be with a big scary kind of alien like monster in it but I really like the very, very scary old witch in the woods. Um, I think her name is like Haggis or something ridiculously like, it's a witch. Um, but like, it's it feels like late 80s, early 90s type of movie. It's not as extreme as people might want it to be. But for that reason, I've just kind of always been like, it's, like, it's great, people should watch it. It's Vengeance the Demon, that's cool. That's a very, very interesting concept, and the ending is very, very good. So, I love Pumpkinhead.
0: I think once I saw Pumpkinhead, I was glad I saw it, but it's a movie that I've like never thought about revisiting. Just because it hits that like 80s camp thing that is really fun for me, but also not in a way... That makes me want to rewatch well, it's it. And I don't weird because it's is. set
1: up like a slasher movie. So like these kids, the plot basically is uh, this single father and his uh, very young son live in this very remote part of I'm not sure what state they live in, but it's very dusty. And some uh, college kids come to vacation there over the holiday, whatever holiday it might be, or maybe they're just there for a weekend. And they end up acc- like they're riding dirt bikes and they accidentally kill his son. And it's the grief of the father trying to figure out, but he remembers from being a kid that there's a tale of an old witch in the woods that can basically summon a demon to get vengeance for you. But you have to give him your soul. And like, it's just very, very interesting how it's a fairy tale that takes place in like a, just like a backwoods town. And, uh, I, if you, if you go in with the right expectations, it's good. But if you go in going, big monster, going to rip people's heads off, that's not what it is.
0: But I also, as we've talked from Candyman as well as Hellraiser, I love an antagonist with rules. Like that's killing because you have summoned and there are a very specific set of criteria of who it kills. So I have a lot of
1: I had heard for the... That um this is controversial um the Michael Graves era Misfits song about the movie Pumpkinhead it's called Pumpkinhead um that uh explains the plot of the movie before I actually watched it and i like there's a line in that song where he says do you understand what you're asking me not even death can set your soul free and that's kind of a thing that the witch says to him it's like i could do this and harley but uh you know it won't end well for you and the ending of the movie is uh him regretting his decision after he had already made it. And it's, it's pretty good. I like it. I just accidentally muted myself. My number two is, which is I'm just going to say is the top of my list, because we already know. We talked about Trick or Treat. Watch it. It's a Halloween movie about Halloween. Can't get any more obvious than that, um, other than Halloween. Sorry, Brad. Um although if I was going to put a halloween on the list, halloween 3 I think is a better like halloween film solely because of the fact that there's the little the masks that are so pivotal of the plot even though it's a very strange plot. I'll allow it. Okay, thank you. Um so my number 2 is 1983 is something wicked this way comes, the Ray Bradbury adaptation that Disney put out. Uh which I rewatched last night in preparation for this. Uh it is a movie that is it does take place during the halloween season in a small town america these two young boys who I identified strongly with is like best pals that have very different personalities and all the trouble they get into when a carnival shows up at midnight the week before halloween this is a movie i wish more people would see but it just made me want to reread the book which i started the audiobook again this morning because i was so excited about it last night after watching the movie
0: This really makes me want to rewatch it because I have the weirdest memory of seeing this one time as a kid in like Galena, Illinois, in a cabin, and being like, "This was spooky and fun." And I never. So saw Brad it talking about it. There's about
1: a it. scene where the they start to see some of the cracks and like the weird weirdness in the carnival. It's not like a. It's another movie and story that uh, the sort of the feeling of it is more important than the actual plot of it. It's like Scary Carnival shows up, two young boys. Um, they're just old enough to start seeing how adults have like regret in life. So they start having wants and needs, and it's kind of them reacting to growing up in a way that isn't explicit, and it's very subtle, and I really, really love it. Um, but as a child, um, I remember I had bunk beds as a kid. I was top bunk. Thank you very much. Um, and... Uh, our door was always cracked a little bit when we'd go to bed and right diagonal from it was the living room where my parents had their tv set up and i remember as a kid being like half asleep and trying to watch what they were watching on tv for my bedroom and there's a scene where a um uh a guillotine um comes down and you don't see who it is and then a head rolls into a basket and one of the boys sees his own face in in the basket and I was so terrified of that as a child I didn't know what a guillotine was Whatever, I had no idea it was this movie because I didn't want to tell my parents I had been watching TV so I was probably 17 or 18 when I actually watched this movie again and I was like holy shit and I spent that entire time like 10-11 years just having no idea what it was from
0: That reminds me of uh, two movies where I saw other classic movies through them Little Monsters. I, I believe I've talked about this where um Fred Savage's character goes into a closet and he sees the scene from the original, the fly, where he's like, help me and stuck in the spider web. And then you see the spider and it was the scariest Did thing. Do they just play the seen. footage?
1: Like is it just and then the, then the movie? other one was one okay.
0: Yeah, they just show they show the TV screen of that scene of the original fly which I still haven't seen because it they, that they, scene freaked me out so much and then in Beethoven they show the wolfman scene where he's like doing the transition and going through the neighborhood and I was like these things are fucking scary and that's how huge I'm
1: huge shout out to my characters. other runner up list that I just made up now which is I don't know why I didn't specify all of the universal monster classics uh invisible man wolfman frankenstein dracula if you haven't seen them they are so good like they're still great oh man Another my number one I is still been. is Dracula because it is as good as, uh, as people treat it and Bella Lugosi is fantastic and he made us feel like Dracula always had an Eastern European accent so it's cool it's got I've real been, Halloween vibes I've
2: been really wanting to watch uh, like the Hammer horror movies for like a couple of years I think most of them are on HBO Max
1: now which is cool it is cool and hammer as a label just started back up and they are putting out a new movie i think this year there's been previews for it which is uh dr jekyll and mr hyde and the star of the movie is um i don't remember what she wants what her first name that she prefers to go by now but eddie Izzard is the main character and i think that is such a perfect person to play dr jekyll and mr hyde as somebody who has publicly gone through so many different identities and expressions of identity, and we've all kind of accepted it. I, I really love Eddie Izzard. So that's going to be a really cool movie, I think.
0: Do you guys have any other movies on your list you want to talk about, or do we want to play a couple of cards?
2: I have a show that's All Ages that I just thought of that I think is a good wreck. It's a cartoon from like 2014, Over the Garden Wall. If you guys haven't seen that. Over the Garden Wall
1: is one of my favorite shows it is so good you can watch it like a two-hour movie and it's exactly that length yeah
2: so the nicky it's a cartoon and stars elijah wood the plot is on an adventure brothers wert and greg get lost in the unknown a strange forest adrift in time as they attempt to find a way out of the unknown they cross paths with a mysterious old woodsman and a bluebird named beatrice there's like a beast hunting them through the woods and they it's very spooky and
1: very fall themed. It's very fall theme. There's pumpkin people in it. Like it's very like wind is always blowing. Uh,
0: it is not as old as it like I thought it was going to be. I thought this was going to be like early two thousand, like
1: twenty eighteen.
0: Or, or
2: Christopher Lloyd is also in this one too.
0: <laughs> He's a spooky guy.
1: He's a spooky guy. Doc Brown, scary man. He's also uh, what the fuck's his name? The from Roger Uncle Rabbit. Buster. No, uh, like Inspector Doom or whatever he is. The guy that kills the little squeaky shoe. No? Nobody's seen Roger Rabbit? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No. I know what you're talking
1: about. All right.
2: All right, are we doing some uh, horror trivia now. Uh, since we're yeah. going with our lists. Anything you want to say to wrap up the uh, horror wrecks?
1: Hey, if you like horror and you like Halloween, you should watch horror on Halloween, people. What are you doing?
2: No, I think Nikki put a nice little bow on it when she was talking about how, like, these are movies that kind of like, get us feeling cozy for the, the fall, more so than just being scared. I agree. Yeah,
0: it's like hunker down with a blanket, a candle, but not a candle next to a blanket. Like
2: right. with- put <laughs> that on the old card. I feel like, <laughs> like Nikki's mentioned, like, keep the candle away from the blanket. What happened keep in your life? You need to- yeah. Actually,
0: you guys, oh my god, last year I was watching, I think I was re-watching Audition, and I have this one Halloween decor that's these five little metal, like, candle holder things that are connected, and they have little cutouts to look like a jack-o'-lantern, and they just have tea lights in them, tea light candles. And so I have two shelves on my wall, and so I keep it on the second shelf, which I know. there's enough space where it wouldn't just, like, burn the top shelf, I know. But the tea light candle, like, wasn't fully burned down, so I put the... Match in there to let it like burn the rest of it, but then the flame got like a little too crazy, a little too wild, and this like metal canister, there's no good access point, and so I couldn't blow it out without it like making the whole flame real big. You
1: managed to make a tea light scary. The candles that are about this tall.
0: Yes, because it was like fucking, it was like oil or I I don't know. So then now I have this. Open flame that's getting bigger, and then there's the shelf above it, and I'm panicking, and I don't know what to do. So I get a cup of water. I okay, I've learned what to do since. You have to smother it. You don't pour water on it. Poured water on it, and it goes boom. And there is like a stain of smoke dust on my top shelf because I almost lit the whole fucking apartment on fire. So now I don't keep the, that decoration over there. It's on an open table. And you don't, don't put a match back into a tea light candle to keep that flame going. Just let it die when it's going to die.
1: We, so, Nikki. Should we do trivia or should we just end on an educational note like that?
0: No, no. Let's, keep, let's do a card. Trivia. Okay, Brad, your options are paranormal, monster, gore, psychological, comedy, or slasher.
2: I'll do comedy.
0: Oh, yeah. We got a funny guy, do we?
1: (laughs) Oh, we got a funny
0: guy in the crowd.
1: So it's weirdly in the mood for that, too. I was like, I think I'm feeling comedy today.
0: We got two funny guys. Well, I got two cards, so I could do two comedy. Okay, Brad, for you. Oh, no, that one should be for Alex. Oh, actually, I don't know. In Army of Darkness, 1992... The incantation Ash has trouble reciting properly was a reference to what classic sci-fi film?
1: I know the answer. It, it is me. I, I don't know. I, it is the, know. the day the earth stood still. Yes.
0: Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Can
1: you recite it, Alex? Glatu, <laughs> Varada, Iptai. Yes. <laughs>
0: okay, this one. Brad, I'll give you this one. Um, I've never seen it. In Happy Death Day 2017. Nodding, but I feel like you haven't seen it. Okay, what poison? <laughs> what poisoned dessert does Lori try to give Teresa Geldman? A cupcake. Ah, have you actually seen that movie?
2: No, but I watched Dead Meets Kill count video on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're just like slow, serious nod when I said Happy Death Day, just to see if you'd seen it. You should go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it, but I was just gonna guess cake because it's a birthday movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, it's a dessert. It's like when Karen had like which parent passed down the tree. <laughs> yeah. She's like the mom. No, she actually she got that one right. It was the dad.
2: Did she um, get both of them or, both of her questions? Were which parent? <laughs> like, yes, they're both like 50 questions.
0: Yes, and one was like which child. Do you need to spawn Satan? And she was like, the daughter? And I was like, no, bitch, (laughs) it was the son. Sorry, Karen, you're not a bitch. I was just, I said that for dramatic effect. Okay. Um, Here, I'll just pick the next genre. We're going to do paranormal. This was just open ended. What actress portrayed Thomason in The Witch 2015? Anya Taylor Joy. I'm answering it because.
1: Was it. Was it Jeff Goldblum in The Fly? Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Let me in. Daddy. <laughs> Amen to that, sister. Let me in 2010 was a remake of what Swedish film?
1: Let the, Let right, the right one in. in.
0: Yes. What fluid spilled on the mattress? Calm. I'm just kidding, you guys. I'm not even done with the question. <laughs> so Stupid. We got comedy over here. Oh, boy. I've got a, I
1: got a video to send your way when we're done with this. <laughs> I, don't you it. I don't want It's Halloween related.
0: Is it the two boys kissing in the movie? <laughs> no. That no. Evil.
1: Is that it? No, no it, is not. it is not.
0: Okay. What fluid spilled on the mattress not come she died upon resurrects Julia Cotton in Hellbound Hellraiser 2? What? Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep, that's the one.
0: <laughs> They're like tricking you into saying come. I feel like with that question like. <laughs>
1: that does seem like the intention of the author here.
0: What director writer team made both Misery 1990 and The Princess Bride 1987?
1: Oh my god, I forgot their names. Totally spaced.
0: Rob Reiner or is Reiner? Ru- oh, Rob, Rob Reiner, Reiner and oh. William Goldman. Thank you. Um, Okay, the last one on this card. Real life killers, Ed Gein. Is it Gein? Ed Gein. Gein, Sorry. Aren't
1: you? You're from his. Wait, isn't Ed Gein from Illinois? No, he's from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. His Plainfield. Guys, Darby? Yeah, Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) Ed Gein and Elmer Wayne influenced the creation of what character in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Leatherface.
1: Leatherface. The grandpa. That's right. Get her, grandpa.
0: Okay, I'll do a couple more. What is the name of the coastal town celebrating its centennial in the fog, 1980?
1: Holy fuck.
2: I haven't seen the original.
1: I'm sure it's the same, but... The name of the ship is the Elizabeth Dane. I remember that. It is... That's the
0: information I need right now. Carpenter's,
1: Yes.
0: Amity means friendship. Naperville? Uh, Yes. Yes. Naperville Bay. Antonio Bay.
1: The, okay, the soundtrack is... to that movie is my favorite Carpenter soundtrack.
0: That's a hot take. Um, this is the last question I'm going to do, because I don't like any of the questions remaining on this card. Um, who directed Martin, 1978? George a. Romero. Yes.
1: I've never seen it. It's hard to find.
2: Martin, that's a good name.
0: Hey, I know a guy. So, I have one more trivia question for Brad. Where can you find us on the internet?
2: Ah, oh, damn! I was gonna ask like top five places they could find us on the internet in October. Oh, too uh, bad. Instagram at Splatter Brains Podcast, Facebook Splatter Brains Podcast. You can email us at brains splatter at gmail dot com.
1: I think that's it. And on that note, the spirit of Halloween saw when farts. Hooray.
0: Wherever you step, wherever I step,
1: wherever. <laughs> Please leave where that. you step, wherever